subject savior savior in the early morning worship we focused on the first part of this story the encounter that Jesus had with a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well but as is often the case there is another part of the story that is not as well known but is just as significant. Such is the case here. In the early part of John 4, Jesus talked with this woman in such a way as to reveal some important things. He showed her that he had respect for her as an individual. He would not permit the artificial boundaries that had been built up over the centuries between Jews and Samaritans to keep him from reaching out to her. He showed her that he had compassion for her situation, that he saw her as more than what others had to say about her. He saw her as more than the choices she had made in her life up to that point. He showed her that what he had to offer was far superior to what anyone else could do for her. While she had come to the well looking for something that promised temporary physical satisfaction, Jesus declared himself to be living water, and promised that any who drank from him would never again suffer spiritual thirst. And as a result of their meeting, this woman was changed. She had a different agenda. She came to the well bearing water pots, but after meeting Jesus, she left her water pots behind. Those water pots represented the burdens that she had been carrying around for years. They represented the frustration she had been toting with her everywhere she went. They represented empty promises and empty expectations. But now she's dropped them from her body. She has let them go for she somehow understood that carrying that burden was not conducive to the freedom she had just experienced in Christ. Not only did she drop her water pots, but she moved in a different direction with a different purpose. Before she met Jesus. She was going to the well because she believed that the well was the best that she could do. 
even though the well was more than a mile from her dwelling, even though the best that the well could do was to offer her temporary satisfaction, she had continued to make her way to the well because she thought that the well was the best that she could do. But after she met Jesus, she had a different outlook on life. And, and her different outlook caused her to move off in a different direction. Now, instead of moving away from people, she went in search of people. Now, instead of trying to remain quietly concealed, she excitedly goes in search of anyone she can find to share her testimony. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. My brothers and sisters, the experience of this Samaritan woman is representative of what Jesus has done for each of us who call him Lord. Jesus has worked such a change in our lives. Jesus has hit the reset button on our person and allowed us to experience a new start in life. Jesus has liberated us from our past and he has provided that which satisfies the deepest longing of our souls. Jesus has transformed us into heralds of truth whose sole purpose it is to share with others what God has done for us. But now, as we continue with the rest of the story, we, we see how this woman's bold witness had an impact on the people of Sychar. They saw her vivid transformation. They heard her persuasive testimony. And as a result, they responded to her appeal. John records that they believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. And church, it's good to know that a strong testimony has a powerful impact. All of us who are a part of the body of Christ have a testimony. All of us are saying something to the world about the Christ we serve. But the question is, are we saying what we really want to say? I often say here at Shiloh that for some people, the only Christ that folk will see is the Christ they see in us. Thus, if we present Christ in the right way, then our presentation will cause others to want to see him and to know him and to draw near to him. But if we present Christ in a way that casts a poor light on who he is, then our testimony will have a negative impact. It's not always what we say as much as it is the disconnect between what we say and how we live. What are you talking about? If we say that Jesus is love and yet we are not loving, then there's a disconnect. If we say that Jesus is joy and yet we have no joy in how we live, there's a disconnect. If we say that Jesus is my everything and yet we put everything ahead of Jesus, then there 
is a disconnect. And the disconnect between what we say and how we live will negatively impact our testimony. Jesus had worked a change in this Samaritan woman's life. The living water that she had received from him became an overflowing fountain, and others wanted to share in the refreshment she was enjoying. And so they responded to her appeal. They made their way to Jesus. Church, please note the importance of making your way to Jesus for yourself. It's good to hear about him from others, but it's better to meet him for yourself. And once you decide to meet him, don't let anything or anyone hinder you from accomplishing that goal. Zacchaeus decided one day that he was going to meet Jesus. But Zacchaeus was a man with a terrible past, and no one in his community would help Zacchaeus accomplish his goal. In fact, as Jesus passed by, the crowd did all they could to block Zacchaeus from seeing Jesus. But Zacchaeus was so determined to see him that he climbed up into a tree just to accomplish his goal. And when the meeting was over, Jesus declared, today salvation has come to this house. Blind Bartimaeus wanted to meet Jesus one day, but no one in Jericho thought he was worthy. When, when he called out to Jesus, they told him to be quiet. They said Jesus didn't have time for someone like him, but the more they tried to silence him, the louder Bartimaeus called out, son of David, have mercy on me. And when the meeting was over, Bartimaeus was changed for Jesus told him, your faith has made you whole. The woman who suffered from uterine hemorrhaging had been written off for 12 years. People had stopped coming to see her and she was living out her life in complete obscurity. But when she heard Jesus was passing by. She decided that she had to meet him. And even though the crowds were pressing against her, she reached out in faith and touched the hem of his garment. And when the meeting was over, Jesus told her, be comforted. Your faith has healed you. I'm trying to tell somebody today that it's good to hear about Jesus from others. It's good to know what others have to say about him, but it's so much better when you know him for yourself. This woman's testimony caused the Samaritans to become curious about Jesus, and they decided to go and see for themselves. And in going to see Jesus, they had to put some things behind them. Samaritans and Jews had endured centuries of hatred and estrangement, but they had to put that behind them. Samaritans had been made to feel inherently inferior to Jews, but they had to put that 
behind them. They had convinced themselves that they had gotten everything they could out of Jacob's well, but they found that they had to go back to where they once were in order to discover what they had missed out on. Our church, when you come to see Jesus, you got to leave some things behind you. When, when you come to see Jesus, you can no longer allow your lives to be defined by what you thought you knew. When you come to see Jesus, you can no longer allow yourselves to be hindered by worn out burdens and unnecessary entanglements. When you come to see Jesus, you have to come with open minds and receptive hearts or else you'll miss out on the good things that the Lord has for you. John says that the Samaritans of Sychar didn't just come to Jesus, but they asked him to stay with them. And church, when Jesus is real, then you ought to want to do more than just meet him. You ought to want to abide with him. When Jesus is real, you ought to want to rest in him. When Jesus is real, you ought to want to spend quality time with him. The hymn writer got it right when he said, I came to Jesus as I was, weary, worn, and sad, but I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Oh, I'm closing now, but, but I want you to consider the import of their testimony. After they had responded to the woman's appeal, after they had made their way out to Jacob's well and encountered Jesus for themselves, after they had not just met him, but had abided with him for two days, these men went and found the woman who had first told them about Jesus, and they had their own testimony. They said, we don't believe anymore just because of what you said, but we believe now because we've seen it for ourselves. We believe now because we've heard it for ourselves that this man really is the savior of the world. Don't miss out on their testimony. They said, we no longer no longer meant that curiosity had been replaced by fulfillment. And my brothers and sisters, when you come to Jesus, Jesus will satisfy your curiosity. When you come to Jesus, Jesus will give you a settled conviction because they didn't just say we no longer, they also said we know. We know who he is. We know what he came to do. We know of his love. We know of his compassion. We know of his mercy. We know of his grace. We know of his love. We know of his power. We know of his joy. We know it for ourselves. And so we have our own testimony now. It's not just what you told us. It's what we've come to know for ourselves. And what we've come to know is that he is the savior of the world. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I just stopped by to tell you today, 
I've got my own testimony. I grew up in a preacher's house. And I used to hear my daddy stand right here in this spot and talk about how good the Lord had been to him. I used to hear my mama pray to the Lord and talk about how he has kept us and always told us to bend that knee. I used to hear my grandmother talk about how good God is and, and, and I was fortified. I was blessed. I was strengthened by what I heard. But can I tell you, it ain't nothing compared to when you know him for yourself. I no longer preach because of what I heard somebody say. I no longer believe because of somebody else's testimony. I met him for myself and I've got my own testimony. He picked me up. He turned me around. He planted my feet on a solid foundation. He gives joy in the midst of sorrow. He gives hope in the midst of despair. He gives peace in the midst of confusion. He keeps bread on my table. He keeps clothes on my back. He keeps a roof over my head. He keeps money in my pocket. He makes my enemies behave. But I'm more glad than anything that he saved my soul. I'm more glad than anything that when this life is over, I ain't got to worry about a thing. I ain't got to worry about where I'm going or what's going to happen. Because I know that when I leave this place, a place has been prepared for me on the other side. And I'm going to spend every day with Jesus. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. It's good to know that he is the savior of the world.